Good morning. Yes, it is Money Talk and it's nine minutes to nine. No news yet on that vote in the US Congress. We will bring it to you if we get anything. But in the meantime, we're going to talk uh, commodities and uh, take a view on commodities with David Lennox, who is resource analyst at Fat Profits. Uh, Good morning, David. Good morning, James. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. I hope you are as well. Um, you know, obviously, uh, commodities are always important. Uh, perhaps sometimes they're a little bit in the background. Uh, let's talk a bit more on where things stand at the moment. And, you know, obviously, you've been following uh, the dollar and uh, and gold, particularly at the moment. With the, the debt ceiling vote hanging over us, uh, what are you seeing at the moment, David? Oh, look, one would have to suspect that uh, given we're now so close to the deadline that uh, we will see a a passage of uh, the bill to secure funding. And with that, there's going to be probably a, a reaction in the uh, US dollar, we think, to the downside as uh, that will take some uncertainty away that's been driving those interest rate, US interest rates higher. With a weaker US dollar, we would hope that uh, the inverse relationship we've seen with commodities over many, many years will again come into play and we'll see those commodities start to move to the upside just sheerly on the the back of a US dollar decline. Now, where do you see gold at the moment? In fact, we were talking a bit about gold earlier on uh, in the program. Is is it a haven at the moment in these these times of uncertainty? It certainly is a haven, and we've seen central banks around the world primarily uh, stocking up on their gold reserves. Uh, they're obviously taking a view that the events that we're, uh, that's happening in the world geopolitically and economically uh, probably require them to ensure they've got that uh, stock of gold in their banks. But look, overall, it's been the dollar that's been the key driver of the gold price. And as we've talked about with commodities just a moment ago, when we've seen that US dollar range to the top side, and that's primarily what's happened across the course of the last couple of months, we've seen, unfortunately, the gold price languish. It did uh, break through that 2000 for a little while when the dollar looked as though it was going to ease back. But we saw some strength in that US dollar. And of course, the gold price has has fallen now south of $2,000 an ounce. So look, overall, we've got to really watch that close US dollar. It's the key driver of, um, of the price at the moment. The safe haven premium, it does ebb and flow a little bit. But at the moment, it's uh, taken a backseat to the US dollar. But would you say that uh, folks could or should consider, you know, putting their their funds into gold at the moment? Is it is it uh, somewhere? But at least, if not a safe haven, still and continuing to be stable. Look, certainly we wouldn't be putting our funds into gold itself. We would be looking more uh, down the line in terms of gold producers, primarily because if you have a look across the broader industry. Gold producers are significantly well cashed up. Even U.S. producers are making relatively good margins on good cost outcomes. And foreign currency producers of gold are doing exceptionally well. And it's really that cash flow and that uh, we're investing into rather than holding the metal itself. It does give you a little bit of security if we see weakness in the gold price because uh, obviously, like we've seen with Newmont, Newcrest, we can see mergers and acquisitions and that uh, does drive some uh, extra value in actually holding producers rather than gold itself.
Which of the producers would you say are the ones uh, to keep an eye on? Uh, you know, are they some some of the Australian uh, companies? Oh, look, certainly we're we're well invested outside of U.S. gold producers, primarily, as I've said, because of the, the the weaker currencies that we're getting. And Australian gold producers stand out for sure. Uh, Newmont saw that with its acquisition now of Newcrest. But uh, we've got other major producers in Northern Star and Evolution that are the next tier down. And they're generating significant cash flows because they are low-cost low producers. You can get the same in Barrick Corporation and a number of other uh, listed non-US stocks, uh, gold, gold stocks around the world, and that's where we've been focused. Turning to uh, oil for a moment, David, it's been an uncertain year. Well, it's been an uncertain <laughs> few years, I think, uh, for, for the oil price, but particularly so in the last year. Uh, where are we at the moment? You know, what, what, does it, uh, what does it mean for those of us at the sharp end, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, people who fill cars or, or uh, whatever it is? You know, what, what are we seeing? Are we being positive? Are we feeling positive about uh, the oil price? <laughs> Well, certainly the market's not feeling overly positive, and that's primarily because we've seen some weaker data coming out of China that that's impacted the oil price and also commodities uh, with lower manufacturing data. But it's really been the recession story that's been driving the uh, the oil price. Fear of a recession in the U.S. of the biggest consumer of oil commodities, and that fear would. Uh, would we believe destroy demand and with that we've seen the oil price tend to react to accordingly to the downside it's only been the odd rescue mission by opec that's uh, seen the oil price recover somewhat but it's really only been a patch-up job and oil continues we believe to uh, move to the downside we need to see i guess the fear of recession in the u.s receding and that would probably then put oil in the near term back on a more a safer upward trajectory than we're seeing at the moment. Well, let's see the outcome of the uh, the vote on the U.S. debt ceiling, and that could could give us some indications. Now, turning to China, it's always a focus uh, for us here on uh, Money Talk, and uh, you know the prospects for growth don't look so great at the moment. Uh, how are you feeling from a from a commodities perspective? Well, look, you're certainly right there. The, the obviously the manufacturing data that we saw just come out the other day did did tend to confirm that there is weakness across the broader Chinese economy. However, one has to be uh, circumspect of the fact that the, the authorities have got a five percent target, and we're well aware that 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 uh, they will probably ensure that the economy does get somewhere within that target range, which does mean, and we've seen them do this before, they'll use various stimulatory uh, levers to uh, give the economy a boost. And with that, we think that, uh, yes, there is weakness there at the moment, but we're fairly comfortable that we'll see Chinese authorities acting to boost that economy should we see any further weakness going forward and that 5% target uh, comes perhaps into danger of not being met. And just quickly, I guess for Australian producers, that uh, is is good news. Uh, the um, you know increase in uh, discussions and talks and uh, optimism between China and Australia. Oh look, yes, that certainly has been. We've seen some of our industries suffer in terms of uh, China moving away from Australia as a source. But one has to remember that over the course of the last uh, 18 months or so, many of the Australian industries have actually uh, found other sources of, uh, of uh, demand. And they're now, in fact, uh, quite comfortable with filling, uh, filling 
demand away from China. China is, it looks like, starting to come back into the fold, but it may be difficult for them given that, as I've said already, some of the supply that they once were getting may now be, in fact, going to other countries. So it could be interesting to see just what happens with some industries, particularly wine, if mm. we do see China coming back fully to uh, to uh, take up Australian exports of wine again. David Lennox is resource analyst at Fat Profits.